Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. Good morning, everybody. Hallelujah. It is so good to see you all. And um, uh, I'm not actually sharing the word. I'm going to share what the Lord gave me to share uh, for prayer. And um, I told him, I said, now tell the people, you know, 9.50, we'll pray until about 20 after. And so if people from first service want to come in and pray, uh, then they can before they leave uh, church today. And if people that are coming to second service want to come and pray the way they did uh, before, then they, they can come in a little early and come and pray. Amen? So um, that's the one thing that you just don't want to cancel out is prayer. Amen? And because God said his house shall be a house of prayer. And that tells me that that's going to be the foundation of everything that's done in the house. Amen? It's done in his house. It's done in our house. That's done in this house, the temple of the Holy Spirit. So he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Praise the Lord. And so when um, last night, I mean, I usually take things that the Lord has been telling me uh, in my own prayer time through the week, and sometimes that's only 15 minutes a day, but I open the Word and see what He's wanting to tell me, and sometimes it can end up being a couple hours. But um, I'll go back on Saturday nights and say, okay, Lord, you were showing me these things this week. Uh, what do you want me to sh- share tomorrow, or what What do you want us to pray about? Or And sometimes I just have to come to prayer blindly trusting him because I don't feel like I've really gotten anything um, specific that the Lord's telling me. So we go with the general things we know to pray that the word of God tells us to pray and continue to pray about. Amen. And uh, God is always good and God is always faithful. But uh, so last night I, I was heading into bed and then I went, oh, uh, Mike had asked me, Trista had asked me to write out an order for the service because they, you know, everybody coming back to the, it, it, everybody feels like it's kind of new and different and what are we, how are we going to do this? I actually was in, oh, what store was it? It was a store uh, last, last, no, this week. It was the beginning of the week. And um, there's a couple ladies there that know me that work in the store and, and she said, Pastor Vicki, are you guys gonna have? When are you guys gonna start having service? And I said, Well, this weekend we're having. Ser- we're gonna start Mother's Day, and she says, You are. We really wanted to, but you know the the board and the pastor and we, you know, some of us got together and we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to start back. What What are you gonna do? How How are you gonna do it? So she was all, and I said, Well, you know, and I started out with what we, you know, first service we'll do. Every other row, second service, we'll do the even every other rows. We'll self-distance the people. Families can get I just started to roll out to her just the things we know to do. And then I said to her, you know, there's just one thing you need to just keep in your heart. Do what you know to do, and you'll know what to do. And you know what? That is prevalent in any area of our life. That's something you can teach your little kids, you know, even, even when they're not doing something right. But you know they know not to do that. You know, you can always use that little 
do, uh, do what you know to do and you'll know what to do. And even for us as adults, sometimes we're seeking God and we're consecrating ourselves to him because, because we're really wanting him to speak to us concerning maybe stepping out here or stepping out there. I know I've got this in my heart, but God, how do you want me to do it? Or how's it going to roll out? Or how, what kind of steps am I going to take? You know, the prayers that you start praying on those things. And in some cases, it's just do what you know to do. And you'll know what to do. Because if you do what you know to do, like keep on serving God, keep on doing what you're doing, and then he will make that next step happen. He'll make the next step happen. But it's when we start to try to make things happen, or we start to do what maybe we saw this one do, or this is how they did it, or this is how they did it. You know, as believers and really spirit-filled believers, we have the Holy One on the inside, and we can go into a secret place where he tells us his secrets and things he wants us to do, but if we will just do what we know to do. Some people want to be in ministry. Well, then my first, my first thing to them is, well, then get out and win souls. Because if you're not faithful with the believer's anointing of reconciliation, God won't think you'll be faithful when he calls you to his people, which are very precious to him. And he'll call you to his people to uh, uh, lead them or teach them. But if you haven't been faithful with what he told you to do in the first place, you won't know what to do. And you'll get out of order and out of sync and out of the timing of God. I don't know why I'm... This is nothing about what God told me today. Okay, so that's just, I don't know, something. A rabbit trail, I guess we'd call it. But anyway, so I went to bed last night and I thought, well, maybe we just won't have prayer. It hasn't really been... uh, We didn't really put it out there because we thought we still got a social distance and that's a smaller area. And so um, there's people who have come every Sunday to prayer, so they'll probably be there. But uh, we're not going to put it out there real strong right while we're still doing the social distancing. Um, So anyway, if you hadn't heard, that's probably why. But we are going to continue with prayer and um, praying for our services and praying for all of you and praying for our president. And praying for missions and praying for, you know, the vision of Faith Family Church and the things God's called us to do here and, and uh, praying for one another and for the gifts of the Spirit healing. You know, all these things, we've got them. God's given to us, but we have to pray things out. Sometimes God may give you a word. He may give you two words, and it don't mean a lot to you. But I'm telling you, it's kind of like get ready. We were in prayer one day, and all of a sudden, Rhonda came up. She took the mic for me, and she said, get ready, get ready, get ready. And do you know how many different prophetic words I've heard in maybe the last three months where that phrase is in them? Get ready. And I'm like, you know what? That's all God wanted us to pray about, getting ready. God wanted us to be expecting. God wanted us to hear a word, just even two words. You know, one word from God will take you a long way. If you won't just uh, shelf it, but you'll start to pray about that one word. Well, that's kind of the way it was this morning when I, when I woke up. My alarm went off about 5.30 and I, because I really wanted to get up and pray because I didn't really have anything real strong last night. So I wanted to give myself extra time to pray before I went to church and maybe jot down some things the Holy Spirit might be sharing with me. And, um, oh, the alarm went off and I was so tired. And I just listened to it sit there. And, 
And I was thought, oh, I'll just let it, you know, how they kind of s- stop after about a minute or something. I just let it go out. I was snuggled in. He had had the window open and it was freezing in the room. <laughs> Didn't want to climb out of bed. And as I'm just sitting there just trying to, I'll sleep for a little while longer, I heard in my spirit, it is over. It is over. And I thought, oh, it is over. Yeah, we're going back to church today. And, you know, in my mind, I wanted to think God was talking about it's over that, you know, we, we won't be home in our living rooms like we had to be or, or whatever. But as I said that a couple times, um, the Lord... Uh, and and I, it, it seems like just I started praying the Spirit, and it is over. It is over. And um, as I, I, it just started to get loud enough in me that I thought, I just, hmm. This is spurring me right into prayer. When I say that over in my, my mind, all of a sudden I want to pray in the Spirit. So I knew God was speaking to me. It is over. And so I pondered that a little bit, and I prayed, and I felt the Lord was giving me uh, this, like, a new thing, like there's a switch. And um, uh, what rose up in my spirit really quickly was, was, you're coming out of you come out of isolation. You've come out of isolation. It is over, like the isolation was over. And um, I started to think about some uh, story, a couple of stories I was reading. Or really, it was just one passage in Second Kings this past week, and it was about when um, the the children of Israel, uh, Jerusalem, was surrounded by the enemy, and I mean, they were in isolation. And there was famine because the food, you know, chain was kind of broken off. And, and so sh- there was the food shortage. There was actually famine. And um, things were really bad. It got to the point they even, well, I won't say that. There's children in here. But um, anyway, the famine got r- really bad. And they were in pure isolation because of the enemies round about them. And uh, then I remembered when Elisha, came and of course the word of the lord he was the prophet and he began to speak to them that's the passage of it's in chapter six of second kings uh and where he tries to get the people to open up their eyes and say hey look at they that are with us are more than all of those that are surrounding us all of those that are putting us into this isolation and cutting us off and and want to see us die really in this case spiritually and you know, in our case, shutting down the churches, shutting down all of society and, and um, uh, the social distancing and everything I thought about. In, and it speaks in, in uh, I'm not, yeah, it is in that chapter 6. It speaks about the, the lepers. And, you know, it's almost like a leprosy. They were isolated, set apart. Nobody could touch, you, you know, you couldn't touch anybody. There was no connections. There was, you were... Um, you know, just kind of set apart, and everybody was nice. And I thought, oh, Lord, we're not a bunch of, of uh, people with leprosy, but that's the way we're, we're almost made to live our lives these last few days. But anyway, then, then I remembered, then I went into Chapter 7, and Chapter 7 was about the victory, and it even talks about how, I, I think as a message translation got into where 
all of a sudden, the word of the Lord came, and uh, he said, the marketplace is open. Go to the gates. The marketplace is open. There's business again. There's this going on. You know, and I thought about, right away, I thought about, oh, man, the businesses, the churches, the whatever. But you know what? They had to believe it without seeing it. And so uh, in my, in, in, not really even in the spirit out loud, I began to uh, just declare, declare, it is over, it is over, it is over, it is over. And when I was doing that, I remembered, and some of you might have heard the um, uh, testimonial of this little boy, it was around April 10th, 12th, right in there, there was still about two, two and a half weeks uh, left before April 31st, and I don't remember the whole story, something had happened to him. I don't know if he was in a coma or whatever, but he went to heaven. And when he went to heaven, he was only, what, five? He went to heaven, and he came back, and there were things he knew that he shouldn't know. And his mom decided, well, this isn't just a little five-year-old boy with some dream or something. But he said to her, he had talked to Jesus, and Jesus said, this um, virus is going to be over April 31st. Do you remember that? Did anybody read that or hear it? Not very many did. Well, it, it's pretty, you could Google it online and you would, you would be able to read about it and even hear. But um, she said it amazed her because she didn't, he doesn't even know what a virus is. Why would he come back and talk about the virus? He did, you know, he was just <coughs> like five years old and of course didn't know much about that. But that, that's what he said and I went, hmm. Well, that's two, two, I remember thinking it's two and a half weeks away. Wow, we'll see. And um, sure enough, really, as that approached, it started to, uh, started to see that, oh, you know, they're starting to wind down with this. I know our governor was starting to open up, and so was our mayor, and different places around, and churches were opening up in different states, and um, so it was almost like, yeah, that 31st. And then it, 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 it seemed like, I don't know if you want to call it uh, the darkness, the powers that be or the deep state, whatever that had agenda with all of this started to try to, try to crank it up, try to crank it up. But people were still trying to unwind for it from it, you know, and really get things opened. Our president was saying he wanted to get things open. The... Um, uh, justice department, the head of the justice department um, came out and said, and they ran that on Fox, he said, open up the churches and open them wide. How many seen that? I went, wow, yes, open the churches and open them wide. He was all for that. And, and I thought, yes, it is, you know, it is starting. But there is... Uh, a power of darkness that had such an agenda, and yet people went to prayer like never before. You know, uh, the prayers across America, the intercessors, the different prayer ministries, and and organized uh, prayer intercessory prayer ministries, and the prophets across the land all started uh, to pray and to prophesy uh, the word of the Lord, and people took hold of that. And I know started getting their spirits 
you know, we're coming out of this. We're coming out of this. And that's what Elijah was saying in Second Kings verse 7 is saying, we're coming out of this. The gates are going to be open. The marketplace is open. And even before it was, he was prophesying it, and he was telling them to open their eyes and see. Now, if I would say that to you this morning, I'd say, open your spiritual eyes. Open the eyes of your heart. Open the eyes of your spirit and see. Because what God was speaking to me this morning was very much about our declaration and our faith. And, and I wrote down a couple things he was saying to me. Because in the natural, it, it's like on one hand, some of them are trying to even step it up more. Like you, you'll hear uh, Bill Gates say, oh, no, we got we to gotta do this for 18 months. And, and another one will say, no, it's, it's going to be some states are saying, no, not before June 31st or, or whatever. You know, So keeping on adding a little more to it, adding a little more to it. And, and, and God was telling me, if we don't be careful... Uh, spiritually careful, and we listen to all that, we get in all this confusion. What is it going to be? What is going to be right? Oh, maybe we shouldn't go to church. Maybe we should because, you know, um, but you know what? It, it's kind of like according to your faith, be it unto you. But God was telling me to to bring into prayer was to challenge the people to make the choice because God said, even if if I, even if you are hearing the prophetic words that it is over or it is done or it is finished, but he said to me, it is over, we have to take that by faith and believe it. Believe it by faith because everything we receive from God is by faith. And so we want to see something happen with our own eyes. We want to see it in the natural, but he was reminded me, remember, you are a people of faith. You walk by faith according to my promises, according to my word, according to covenant. It's all by faith. So you don't have to, you're a people who don't have to see everything line up with every jot and tittle in order to believe the word of the Lord, in order to believe it is over. You just need to start to declare in prayer, declare it is over. Amen. It is over. It is over. The devil has lost. Oh, he's going to try to keep the wagons, you know, the, uh, churning around or whatever, or the chariots around our cities and trying to uh, bring more scare. But you know what? We don't have the fear of the Lord. We don't have the fear of the Lord. And as we walk in love, perfect love casts out all fear. As we walk in love towards God's word and God's people and what God is saying and, and, and put on patience, love and patience, you know, and, and walk, say, I'm going to walk by faith. I believe it is over. I believe the word that came from that. I believe it more than I ever did what that little boy brought back from heaven. Jesus told me April 31st. She goes, where he would ever get that date, his mommy. I don't know where he'd ever get that date, but this is what he said. And, and I just thought, boy, I can't wait to watch this unfold and to watch uh, people realize what this little boy heard from Jesus is correct. And yet, and I believe it with all my heart. But does that mean 
Everything stopped and it's back to normal, buzzing around again. No, God's requiring our faith. God has always required our faith. God has required your faith, whether you're believing the promise of healing, whether you're getting saved, it's you're putting your faith in the word that was shared with you concerning salvation, that you could have Jesus in your heart and he'd live on the inside of you and the word of God would become alive on the inside of you and start to bring victory and start to bring truth in your life and start to bring freedom and deliverance from all the sin and the hell and stuff that you probably went through that you didn't know how to get out of it. You still have to believe if I come down here, like the pastor said, and I confess Jesus as Lord as my life, or maybe somebody's ministering to you in a marketplace or, or something, and you say, well, you want to receive Jesus, they have to, they have to step out by faith and believe that Jesus will come into their heart and that Jesus will save them. Amen. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost, you had to you had to uh, release your faith that what the Bible's saying about being filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, is true and that you can have what God says you can have in every area of our life, in every area of so-so, of salvation, of, of, of uh, redemption. It's all ours, but we take it by faith. And all of the uh, demonic armies and demons and the devil himself will all try to challenge us and get us to pull back, maybe even try to bring things back into our life that, that we gave to God, that we gave up with when we received Jesus. And, and you know what? If we make the right choices, we'll keep growing stronger. But you won't, you won't keep growing stronger as a believer unless you start reading the word and believe what it's saying. Mike and I, when we first started really get hold of the word and scriptures and promises and stuff, we would always say, God's word says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Nothing else I hear out around here, not, no other voices, nothing else is going to move us, nothing else, you know, is going to get us going to and fro, wavering, doubting. If God's word says it, I believe it, that settles it. And that's true, too, when the word of the Lord comes. God's word says it. I believe it. And that settles it. It's over. over. Hallelujah. Amen. We start to declare according to our faith. And then the devil comes and goes, what about this? What are you going to do now? You're going to go, it's over. I believe the word of the Lord. I believe the Bible says that God is for me and not against me. And I'm believing the word of the Lord. It is over. Amen. God needs us to declare it's over. Amen. And that was... I've, I've kind of gone around the world this morning to bring us to that. That, that God's, God was challenging me to challenge the people that it's time to really get back into faith. Oh, I was always walking in faith and all that. Well, there's always kind of this out here. And I'm not talking about getting into defiance against some, some regulations that have been given to us. I'm not talking about, you know, trying to put on, a, you know, an arrogant attitude or anything and say, I'm standing my ground on this. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about saying what God says and believe in him. <clears throat> and it's over. Or we could carry this on and on and on and on. Amen? 
You don't have to stand up to anybody, but stand up in the spirit. Because it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by the spirit, saith the Lord. So we need to know, okay, I'm going to get in my spirit, and I'm going to start to pray (coughs) these things. I'm going to find promises in the word of God about our victory. And that song kept coming to me, Um, Brady, I know you know it, but... um, and I would, I would stop praying in tongues this morning, and then this song would come. I'm going to see the victory. I'm going to see the victory. For the battle belongs to the Lord. And that's all he wants. He wants us to release it and let him take the battle. But he can't do that if we're not speaking what he says, if we're not speaking his word, and if we're not doing what he says. Amen? And we take it in the spirit with our faith. Does that make sense? Praise God. I'm going to see the victory. I see it now in my spirit. I see all the marketplaces open. I see all the churches open. I see the devil in his plans defeated. Because whether you think it's been some kind of a conspiracy or not, it still was a plan of the devil to kill people. <laughs> it still was a plan of the darkness to bring confusion and everything. He knows his days are short. He knows we're at the end of days. Amen? So he's going to try to do everything he can do to put people in complete bondage, sickness, disease, virus. But you know what? None of that, none of that, according to the word of God, when we're redeemed by the blood of Jesus and healing and divine health was in the atonement. Remind yourself of that. You know what? This isn't mine. This isn't mine because Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. And in Galatians 3.13, it says, the curse of the law being sickness, uh, poverty, sickness, and disease. He's redeemed us from that. And you can go back to Deuteronomy uh, and find out the 28th chapter, all the things he's, that, that was told that Jesus would redeem us from. Hallelujah. So we need to get back on that and walk by faith and realize who we are. Amen. And again, I said not to be arrogant and not to be uh, full of pride or anything, but in the spirit, we're going to trust God and we're going to build our faith. You know what? This isn't, this, this isn't just to say, you know, use your faith towards this now and it'll be ended. No, I think God wants to take us up a step and a level in faith, even for other days ahead, so that we'll right away, right away, we'll jump on something and say, uh-uh, no devil, we're not taking that. No devil, we're not, we're not receiving. No devil, you're not just going to shove us around again. Amen? And our faith will be elevated so that we can uh, receive the promises of God. And so I, when uh, I got to church, I was reminded of that uh, prophecy from uh, 2018. It was in November, towards the end of November 2018. And there's sometimes in prayer, uh, and it doesn't happen all that often. It hasn't happened real often, but I've had it happen more often. And um, where we can be praying away, and all of a sudden, I know that the Spirit of God is coming in me, and there's a word coming up out of me, and all I can do is just put my head down and not look at anything, anybody and just let it come out. Well, that was one of those Sundays, and it wasn't nothing like I thought, but 
Um, I'm just going to read a couple things because it's uh, the Holy Spirit's uh, the Holy Spirit would say to us this morning, take a drink, take a drink of the pure water that I pour out, take a drink of the new wine that I'm pouring out towards you. I hear the Holy Spirit say, I need thirsty people. I need thirsty people. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, after your holy call, they shall be filled. I'm not going to read it all because it's kind of long, but um, I, and I'm going to read more towards the bottom. And, and it was all really good. I think we passed this out, Thomas, to everybody, but there might be more copies of it because some of these things help you to pray. When you go back to what the Lord said, and you can pray out these things. But towards the end, then he said, the, uh, the Spirit of God is saying to me, God is winding up things. Winding up this year. Winding up in the Spirit. He wants us to expect, even beyond this great uh, rejoicing and celebrating month. See, we were just coming into December, which... Um, that's what the Holy Spirit was talking about, this great rejoicing. You know, that's joy, every joy to the world, and this celebrating month. Um, he wants us to expect, expect new beginnings, new beginnings, new things, as he crowns this year with blessing, as we walk into a new time, a new year, a time where we are harvesting all that we have sown in 2018, um, have sown throughout 2018. In 2019, even the hard places shall overflow with abundance and blessings. In 2019, I think if you look back uh, 2019, there were a lot of hard places. I knew there were even hard places here at the church, but you know what? We kept on going forth in victory. I'm going to see the victory. Amen? For the battle is the Lord's. Um, so don't worry about the hard places because I'm going to fill that place full of me, full of blessing. And 2019 will be a good year if you will look to me. So be very prayerful, saith the Spirit of God. Be very prayerful right now because this month, December 2018, is a month of repositioning. Repositioning us for the end of this decade. I, I mean... I didn't even realize, you know, in 2018, I had no even thoughts of the end of the decade or even realizing the end of the decade's coming, you know. But this is what the Spirit of God said. I'm repositioning, repositioning for the end of the decade. Yes, good, uh, 19, yes, 2019 will bring us to 2020, the end of the decade. And God says, I am repositioning you. I am filling you once again. I have great things and good things, but you must be prayerful. 2019 will be very strategic, says the Spirit of God. He is repositioning us personally and the body of Christ for the year 2020, for the year of the Lord 2020. Thank you, Lord. Some of these things I think I must have added in, but uh, I'm telling you, I think 2019 is going to be a blip. Well, when we come out of 2019, somebody had said, I've never lived through such a fast year. And Mike and I looked at each other. We went, the Spirit of God said it was going to be a blip. It was going to just go by like a blip. And, I mean, it did. It seemed faster than anything else. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a blip. And in 2020, something big is coming. 
You know, he is stirring something up in us. Now, I was talking out of my own spirit. Is stirring something up in us for something big. Now, who knew what that was? Something big that's going to be really great. Something big that's going to challenge us. Something big that's going to be really hard. Doesn't really matter because I think all of this could fall into all those categories. I hear people say all the time, you know what, it's kind of nice just to reunite with my family again. However, all the implications of all that isn't good, you know. But um, if we went into prayer and took that as a time, I'm, I'm going to take some time fasting. I'm going to be in prayer. I'm going to, you know, read more of my word or read more good teaching books than I ever had before. It would be a really good time to be doing that. Um, the spirit will bring us into strategies and stir us up. I really believe by the spirit of God that he is strategizing even right now. And this was 2018. Remember the prayer of preparation Praying in the Spirit, says the Spirit of God, it will be so important now in order to reposition uh, your purpose in God for a glorious ending and a glorious beginning. And I think that that's what he was talking about. This is our glorious ending for a glorious beginning. Amen. You know what? God knows the end from the beginning, but he wants us to know the end from the beginning. Okay, now let's, now let's pick ourselves up. Now let's declare our faith. Now let's get back to the word and say, God, you got a, a, a word for me to pray this morning over my family, over America, over this situation. We still got to be praying for America. And, but I'm telling you, the devil is soon to find out that he's lost this battle. He's lost this battle. And that's what happened in 2 Kings 2. The word of the Lord started to come through Elisha and say, you know what? The, mark, the gates are open. Go in. The marketplace is open. Everything is opened up again. You know, uh, there's food flowing. There's meal and corn flowing. And it just reminded me of this time we're in and that we have to step it up. Amen. It is over. Hallelujah. We're going to see the victory like never before because the Bible says faith is now. Faith is now. You know, and sometimes when you come through something like this, you know you're saved, you love Jesus, you're kind of pressing into him, you're praying and stuff. But we really forget about, you know what? We, we've got to get like the faith of Abraham and not believe anything but the word of the Lord. Not believe anything but who we are. Amen? And come out of the, the famine and the isolation and, and all those kind of things. Um. So I, I just think we should stand and we should pray. I think we should make some declarations. You might know of some situations maybe in your own family, your own life, or concerning your business or your job, your career, concerning uh, maybe the next-door neighbor who's really going through some things. We've tried to distribute out food. we tried to call people within the church that we heard maybe lost their jobs or needed something because we wanted to uh, give out food and... and uh, the kids took uh, about $800 worth of food to different bus ministry families, big bags. I mean, we couldn't bring them in paper and plastic. We went out and bought canvas bags to bring them up to their doors and put ham in it like you all got. Uh, but you know what? Uh, when we called around or we had different people calling around to find out, uh, especially if we heard somebody was lost their job or whatever, 
Well, I mean, we always got the same thing. No, we're fine. We're fine. Nope. You know what? God's taking care of us. We're fine. And we're like, what a church. What a church that, that they have enough word in them so that when they don't know what to do because of Jesus, they'll know what to do. Amen. They'll know how to believe. And then we can be a blessing to others. Uh, or um, like Pastor was saying this morning, I mean, do you know how many ministers, pastors that we've heard, heard from that are, oh, people just stopped giving. You know, this is such a horrible time for the church and all that. We're like, what? Really? You know what? Our church understands covenant. They understand God's house. They understand vision. They understand uh, their rights and their privileges. They understand the windows of heaven to be poured out upon them. And because of that, nobody skipped a beat. Even people that I knew were work, weren't working like they used to or maybe laid off at home. God made some other provision or whatever, but people did not stop giving. And, and other than a, a little bit in the beginning, maybe a little dip or whatever, but it just came right right on. And it wasn't because we were preaching, you got to give or we're going under. What are we, how are we going to pay the bills of the church? No, you never heard that, did you? And, but you guys gave out of what was the abundance in your heart. And when we give out of the abundance of our heart, it becomes our abundance. Amen. Hallelujah. So anyway, that's kind of in, in prayer this morning, we were going to be doing some declaring of our faith. And, and over things. So, uh, Pastor, you want to come on up here? And, and let's just take a little time to, to close. I suppose I went way beyond. Yes, I did. So you better close in prayer or I'll Amen. end up praying for yeah. Pastor, okay. Vic, it's over. Huh? It's over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Come on, everybody say it's Praise over. Praise the Lord. It is over. Amen. Thank you, like Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We praise you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, God, that we can speak unto the mountains, and by faith they become as a flattened plain before us. Thank you, Lord, that you've kept these wonderful people healed and whole and healthy. God, continue to, as we reach up to your anointing, we reach up to your blessing. I declare that these people live under an open heaven. God, where the blessings of the Lord come down upon them, where the word of the Lord comes down upon them and leads them. I thank you, Father. I thank you that you are our provider, our healer. Hallelujah. That you sent Jesus to walk those things out. Hallelujah. And to show, he showed us the Father. We are so grateful. Hallelujah. And we declare your word today. We declare that we are in victory right now, no matter what we see around us. Hallelujah. And you know one thing that Elisha said to all the people that were so suffering and isolated there and everything, and to his servant, he said, look out over there. Well, you could see all the enemy just ready to just crush them and overtake them. But he said, look at God. First he prayed, God, open up their eyes. So they will see what I see. So they will see that, that the, the armies of God, that the heavenly hosts, the angels, 
There's more with us than are with them. And you know how God, if you read that story, began to confuse them and they actually killed each other and overran each other and everything. But God wants us to see what he sees and declare it and believe it. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands up here. I'm going to pray for you today. Fathers, we lift our hands to you, reach out to you by faith. And God, I give you praise that you love your church, that you love your church family. Give him praise for that. Amen. Give him praise right now that he loves you. Say, the Lord loves me. Say it. I mean, he does. And God, I thank you that, God, we're walking through this like the three Hebrew children. We're going to come out with not even the smell of smoke on us in Jesus' name. And I praise you, Father, that your people are going to find new job opportunities, promotions in Jesus' name, victory, breakthrough in the name of Jesus, God. Come on, give him praise for that. Lord, thank you that healing is flowing in your house. I thank you, God, that our mothers today are blessed in Jesus' precious name. And God, that you're providing our every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And God, we thank you all for these things in Jesus' name. Give God a good shout of praise. Amen. Come on, give him a good shout of praise. Thank you, Lord. Now, say it's over. Now, I mean, I mean, you need to get that in your heart when you leave here because it's a prophetic word, meaning it came from heaven. Amen. So whatever, anything you see around you, just say it's over. It's over. Amen. It's over. Praise God. Because somebody, somebody needs to decree what God is saying so that he can fulfill it. And so, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Do you hear her? You know, every time, we owned our own company, you know, for, for nine years. Every time I see a business closing, it breaks my heart. Do you know why? Because it's somebody like you that invested a lot of money, savings, and to try to make the company go, and, and they're losing it. And that's, that saddens my heart. So when you drive, drive by these businesses, you pray that God will bless them. You don't even know who the people are, but God will bless them for his glory and honor. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning service at 10 o'clock. We also have our midweek service every week on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.